This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living for a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five, or this is a special episode um, that includes my first ever sermon. Um, I recorded it, so with the intention of being able to share it with you guys, um, and I, I guess I'll say it sounds like it's someone's first sermon, and it's preaching, I can, um, is it my natural I guess, talent when it comes to speaking. If I have any talent when it comes to speaking, I'm more of a conversationalist. I prefer I prefer a few people and just having a conversation or one-on-one conversation, but I was so thankful for the opportunity to be able to preach at my church that I've been attending for many years, um, and um, I was just very thankful that they asked me and gave me the opportunity to proclaim Jesus. So very grateful and thankful for Bound Church and doing that. Um, I also wanted to give a couple special thank yous and some credit to the people who helped inspire uh, this particular message and the topic of this message. Um, and I'm going to just give a, a shout out to Ellerslie Discipleship um, out in Windsor, Colorado, where I spent two months there, their teaching and instruction and discipleship in the Word of God and the truth of Jesus and the promises He's given us have been instrumental in just in strengthening my faith and in orienting my life around Jesus. Um, and so I want to give them credit for a lot of what's found in this this sermon, especially out to Nathan Johnson and Eric Ludi, um, the ideas of in Christ and the fullness of Christ. Where I were thoughts that you read all over the New Testament. There are truths in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. And for me, growing up and reading those things, I, I know I've read in Christ, and I've read you have the fullness of Christ, and all these things have been given to you in Christ. And it never clicked with me. And out of Ellerslie, um, through their instruction and their teaching, it made sense, and I'm just so thankful and praising the Lord for their ministry um, and their dedication to instructing and discipling people in the Word of God and the truth of Jesus Christ and building brave-hearted Christians. So big thank you to Eric Ludy and Nathan Johnson. Um, many of the points in this sermon and uh, just some of the things I talk about were directly inspired from messages they gave while I was out there, um, especially from Nathan Johnson as I talk quite a bit about Ephesians, or some chapters in Ephesians, and Nathan um, just focuses, and he loves the book of Ephesians, and that is kind of his his special thing that he loves to study. And so I'm thankful for his the holy how the Holy Spirit ministered to him, so and strengthened what was going on in my spiritual life, and and gave me a new and re- a renewed vision for Jesus uh, through what he taught. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just going to give credit for most of this sermon out to those guys um, because truly they did create a passion in my heart for being fully given over to Christ, living in full surrender, knowing my position in Christ, and 
and grasping and understanding and reckoning the truth that I have the fullness of Christ in my life and that it's Jesus through me that is working and being seen and um, that I have been given everything for life and godliness. And so all the credit goes to Jesus, to other people who've poured and mentored in my life. Um, so yeah, that is the 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 heart of this message and um, I'm just thankful for what the Lord has done in my life through people and others and through his Holy Spirit to actually create this first podcast or this first um, sermon of mine. So very thankful. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it and um, would love to hear thoughts and comments, anything constructive criticism, anything that I can use to become a better, uh, a better proclaimer of the truth of Jesus. So thanks for listening guys. And like I, like I say, it definitely sounds like it's my first sermon. Um, and I, I know I learned some things from from studying and preparing for this and actually going through the message. And um, yeah, I just praise the Lord for how he's growing me. And um, I hope you guys enjoy this. So let's dig in. I'm going to pray again. I've been doing this. You can't hear me. All right. Um, I've been doing this before I do my podcast, but I'm going to pray again uh, because it puts me in the right mindset before the Lord. And um, All right. I'll just speak from this. Um, So, dear Lord, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for giving me uh, the opportunity to be able to share your word, Lord Jesus. Um, I just pray that I'd be in full surrender to you and that your words would just go forth. Um, and speak to each of our hearts today, Lord Jesus. I pray this in your precious name. Amen. Um, so when I was asked to preach a couple weeks ago, um, I had mixed feelings, especially when I found out it was going to be the day after Christmas and the last Sunday of the year. Um, there's, I had some anxiety, and but I also had confidence that the Lord... I had been praying. I kind of knew this was coming down the pipeline. I felt like for some time... Um, and I was just like, Lord, whenever I'm asked, that's when I know that you want me to preach. So uh, when I was asked, I just was able to have that confidence. But um, hopefully, as this is the last Sunday of 2021, this isn't one of the disasters we've had throughout this year. Um, so one of the things I was looking at as I got ready to preach was what does it actually mean to preach? And um, so I was looking at, I was contemplating this as I was driving back home uh, that Sunday. And so when I got home, I was looking at uh, some definitions of preaching and looking at it biblically. And kind of my de- definition that I came down to is it means to proclaim with authority. Um, and the question I asked myself is to proclaim what with authority? And the, this is kind of the definition I made for myself. But the sole purpose of preaching is to proclaim God's word with authority and share the love, power, and truth and the glory of Christ to both the believer and the unbeliever. Um, and that just gave me some confidence as I looked at what is this role that I'm walking into and stepping into for the first time. So the message today that I, I've named it fully given, and it's looking at looking at um, the gift we've been given in Christ, but not only in his birth and coming to earth physically, but after his death, what we've been given through a relationship with him. And are we doing okay? Okay. And, yeah, um, 
what we've been given through in a relationship with and through his Holy Spirit, that is the ultimate gift that we've been given in Christ. It's not only our salvation, but the fact that we can walk in confidence with Jesus and have the fullness of Christ within us. So later that, that Sunday, I was doing a, a men's study that Johnny, Bryce, Ben, and Tim and I are in. Um, and I was doing a quiet time, and one of the quiet times that I had to do was in Isaiah 61. Um, and I'm going to open the Isaiah 61. So give you guys a second to get in there. We're going to be in, I, in the verse, verses 1 to 3 for the time being. So I read, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. And I didn't read this for myself. It was encouraging to hear this, but I didn't, I was looking at this from, this is, Isaiah's talking about Jesus as a prophecy of Jesus, and that Jesus has been anointed to preach good tidings to the poor. And one of the things that encouraged me was, and looking at the fullness that we've been given, I have Christ in me. And it's not me who's going to preach, it's Christ that's going to preach. Um, and that was just a tremendous thought. And so I began contemplating on this further. And uh, so I'm just going to read these next two verses, starting in verse 1 again. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of praise for mourning, or the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And this is the gift that we've been given in Christ now. Um, this sounds really tinny. Is it okay for everybody still? Um, this is the gift we've been given. We have this fullness. What Jesus fulfilled on the earth has been given us today, that we can, we can console those who mourn, through Christ, we can have the oil of joy for mourning. We can proclaim liberty to the captives. We can heal the brokenhearted, and um, that we can be called the trees of righteousness. And this has been such an encouragement to me. Over the last couple of months, there have been two two thoughts that I've just been obsessed upon and meditating. Um, and that is uh, the two these two spiritual realities we as Christians have been given through the life of Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven, and that is, my spirit abides in Christ, who is seated in authority at the right hand of the Father, and I have been given an exceedingly abundant gift of the fullness of Jesus through the coming of his Holy Spirit. And as a young guy who's looking to live as a man of God um, on this earth, this is just something that I feel is necessary for me to grasp if I'm going to live um, in victory before the Lord, if I'm going to just be a man of God. Um, and so I just... This has been just the meditation of my heart over the last few months. And it's something that I want to endure and, and be pushing myself in. And it's, it talks about in Galatians 5.25 that we can live in the Spirit, but sometimes we're not walking in the Spirit. And it asks us to not only live in the Spirit, but be walking in the Spirit. And so to take the Spirit of Jesus that we've been given and walk in it, and not only aspire and know that we have it, but use it for the purpose that he gave it to us, which is to demonstrate him upon the earth. So, um, 
So going back, Jesus' ultimate gift isn't just salvation and the promise of eternal life, but to bring a relationship between God and mankind. And he gave us the Holy Spirit so that we could walk with him again in perfect intimacy and love. Jesus came to deliver us his fullness. And I think this is really the whole point of Christianity, the whole point of the Christian life and life um, in general. We were downstairs, we were in uh, doing our Old Testament survey, and we were talking about Ecclesiastes. Um, and the point of Ecclesiastes is really everything is meaningless if you don't have God. If you have Jesus in your perspective, life has meaning. But if you don't, life is given no meaning. Um, and so that is just such an encouragement to me. But we can have meaning because it's in Christ. And not only can we have meaning, but we are given the fullness of Jesus. Everything that Jesus was given, we now have. So um, I want to move this over to Ephesians um, chapter 1. And we're going to, I'm going to be reading from verse 3 to 23. And um, pay attention to... All the promises, gifts, and truths we can claim as ours because we are found in Christ. There is a ton of promise in this. And it all references and points to being in Jesus. So, in verse, starting in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things, according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. It is the praise of his glory. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being lightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he gave all things, and he put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And so just through reading that, I mean, there's a ton to unpack if we had all the time in the world, which we don't. Um, just looking at all these promises, all these things that we can have in Christ, what we've been given. And I wanted to look in, back in verse 3. Um, it says, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly, heavenly places in Christ. 
Um, and that's a reality I don't feel like we live in that often. It's like we know we have some of the heavenly blessings, but we don't recognize we have been given all the riches of Jesus, all the riches of heaven. The entire inheritance is ours to claim, and we can walk in that. And I so dearly wish that um, we as Christians could just have faith and reckon these truths, every truth from the Old Testament to the New Testament, and every place in his word where it says we can have that, or this is something we can do, or Jesus has done this, that we can recognize we have that ability. Um, and then, so the other um, focus I wanted to have was from the verses 15 to 23. Paul starts a prayer here to the church at Ephesus, but I think this is also a prayer for all believers as well. And it ends, uh, this prayer ends in uh, the ending of chapter 3. But I wanted to look at why Paul prays this prayer. He says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So what we've been given, or what he wants us to fully walk in, what Paul is praying and what I believe Jesus desperately wants us to walk in, is that we understand the exceeding greatness of his power towards us, that we recognize the glory of our inheritance that we've been given. And that also, we've been seated in the heavenly places with Christ. Our spirits, as Jesus' spirit lives in us when we come to believe, our spirits are dwelling in Christ. And that he was seated at the right hand of the Father, and by extension, our spirits that are in Christ are seated at the right hand of the Father. And that all things that have been put under Christ's feet have been put under our feet. And we can walk in that. We can just know that to be truth. It's not a, like a special promise or anything we have to do. We are given that when we come to Christ. And it says the church is the fullness of him who fills all in all. It says Christ is the head, and we the church, which are his body, are the fullness of him who fills all in all. That's just a tremendous thing that I, I don't fully grasp right now. It's something I'm just beginning to walk into and under, or beginning to understand. But I'm so excited at just the implications that it's going to have for the Christian man or woman that decides to live in the fullness of Christ. And it's something I desperately want in my life. Um, so I want to jump over to the ending of this prayer, um, which is, I'm going to start in chapter 3, verse 8, and then end in the 21st verse, right before chapter 4. To me, whom less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ, through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this reason, and this is the sum of Paul's prayer to the church at Ephesus, but also 
like I said, to us. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And just in those several verses, we could spend a lifetime unpacking everything that's there. Uh, I was out at Ellerslie for two months, and Nathan Johnson, one of our teachers out there, he specializes in Ephesians. It's his study. He's done 70 sermons in Ephesians. Um, he spent six weeks uh, every other day unpacking the verses 14 to 21 for us. Um, and so I can read this and kind of have some deeper understanding of what's going on. But there, I mean, if you just study, you can literally pick this apart one verse at a time. And there's a tremendous amount of content. Um, one of the things I want to point out is that uh, he would grant you, according to the riches of the glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. It's Christ's spirit in our spirit or in our inner heart working through us that we would be given power and might in him. That um, Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, I, what's interesting is you can take that word love and you can replace it with Jesus. Uh, you can do that with wisdom too in some places in Proverbs and uh, through the New Testament. You can take love and oftentimes interchange it and wisdom with Jesus. So being, you can read this literally, being rooted and grounded in Jesus who is love, that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, and depth, and height of that love, so that we will know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you be filled with all the fullness of God. This, I, like, I don't even know where to begin talking about with all this. I, as I was preparing this, I just realized I'm not, I don't have many, like, you can take this and grab it. I'm just like, you can take all of Jesus whenever he says in this. You don't have to hear it from me. You can go and read this for yourself. I just want to focus on what we've been given in Christ. Um, and what it takes for us to be um, to receive this is that we be full, fully given ourselves. Jesus lived in full dependence upon his Father while he walked on earth. That's how he lived in the fullness of his Father. As he relied and surrendered totally upon all the words and all the commands of the Father. And Jesus has asked us to do the same. And that's how we are given his fullness. With every little bit that we surrender to him, he gives us more and more of his fullness. And, but that requires a process on our end that we have to be willing to walk in that and surrender to his will. Um, so kind of in closing here, I, I was reflecting upon a memory I had of Laverne when he was up here preaching several years ago. And I loved it when Laverne would preach because he gets so excited and he get really passionate. He'd walk down or walk up and down the aisles and he'd be like looking at everybody. And he was just excited about Jesus. Um, and I remember... I don't remember particularly what he was preaching on, other than it was Jesus. Um, but he would get so excited, he'd say, how can you sit there like that? How can you sit there like that? And I remember as a young teen pondering that, and even though I 
at that age, I was like not going to demonstrate how I felt on the inside or what I wanted to feel, um, what my love for Christ was. Uh, sorry, I get a little emotional. <laughs> um, I, something deep inside me was moved. Like I wanted to move. I wanted to say something. I wanted to stand, shout, and rejoice at what we've been given because it's tremendous. And I want to know what it is to walk in that fully. Like, I don't want to settle for what I know, but I want to dig deeper into the fullness of Christ. And so as I was just pondering that, how can I sit there like this? Um, if they're not out of a lack of reverence in the church setting, because there is a respect that you, like, you're here to sit and listen, but out of the recognition that Jesus moves and makes people move who love him. And this has been a defining thought in my life. And I return to it often. And now, several years later, by the grace of God, I am actually the one standing at this pulpit. And um, my question is, how can we sit here like this? Um, perhaps not physically in our pew, but spiritually in our heart, mind, soul. Are we content at where we're at in our relationship with Jesus? Or do we want to press into more of the fullness of Christ? Um, and that's just my heart. Like I said, in looking at Galatians 25, if we live in the Spirit, then let us also walk in the Spirit. And let's not be content with just this little bit of Christ that we think we have, but open up our eyes to the fullness of Christ we've been given. And to daily, in prayer, examine what Jesus has given us and say, Lord, I desire to live in this. I surrender myself to you. Whatever you're touching or want in my life, I give it to you now. And that is how we learn to walk in this fullness. And I believe it's possible, and just like Paul, I desire to see Christians and in the church come into the reality and the fullness of Jesus Christ. That is like at the depth of my heart. More than for myself, I want to see the church become what Paul is praying for here and what Jesus wants for us. Um, and going back to Isaiah 61 in those three verses, um, he has come to fill us so that he through us can preach good tidings to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, that those found in Christ would be called trees of righteousness, and that we would bring glory to Jesus with the strength that we have being rooted and grounded in Christ. Um, and so that is just my heart's desire here today, that um, as we look at the gift that Jesus brought through his life here during Christmas, we also look at the greater gift of what that entire life was meant, all the way up to the cross and his ascension, that we be given his Holy Spirit so that we can be in daily intimacy with him through prayer, through reading his word, through memorizing scripture, and through a dwelling relationship with him, and not just coming to it or, or praying when we feel like we need to pray, but searching for the heart of our God and searching for the spirit of Christ in our lives and allowing that to be uh, implemented. So. Well, that was actually pretty good timing. Um, that, that's basically what I have. But man, I'm just, I'm excited for this. I could preach on this for 12 years. I don't really want to right now. But uh, there is a time here. If I'm asked to preach again, then maybe I'll open up into more uh, the closer details of what this means. But guys, if you leave nothing else, pursue Christ with your all. Leave it all at the table. You will not leave not fulfilled in Christ. You will receive a gift that is beyond what you can ask or think. So uh, I'm just going to conclude.
conclude in prayer. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would fill our hearts and our minds and our soul this morning with that reality that we have the fullness of you. That we can daily come to you and we can, in the surrender of our hearts, ask to be filled with you. Even if it doesn't, in the moment, we're not filled with the emotion of your spirit pouring into our lives. We can believe that we have been given this. It's a promise. And we know that whatever we ask in your name is given to us, if it be according to your will. And Lord, it is absolutely according to your will that you fill us with your fullness. You desire for that, us for that. One of the things out of Ellerslie that I think about so much, Jesus, is that you are just standing beside us and you're just wanting us to talk with you and to be in conversation, intimate relationship with you. And that we go to sleep, you're just standing over us and you're like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, because you so tremendously want to be near us and to hear from us. So Father, I pray that we would walk in this reality from this moment forward, that our hearts would be submitted and surrendered to you, and that out of a deep love and admiration and a glory for you, Lord Jesus, we, our lives would be changed and impacted to agree with the truths and the promises that you've given us through your word and through the victory of Christ on the cross and in his blood, and that we walk in the fullness of Jesus. I pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.